Welcome, citizens. I'm Allie Grauer. And I'm Drew Merzieski. And, and this, this is Warda. Welcome back to Warda. The Ballad of the Open Pages is a one-shot story contained within eight chapters. It was recorded at Gen Con in 2018 using an experimental D20 mechanic of our own devising. We hope you enjoy this peculiar tale. The year is 4801, and the glimpse is the Ballad of the Open Pages. Chapter 2 final scene, what I want to do is we're going to use this new mechanic that we have uh, where everyone needs to roll a d20. What'd you get? Seven. Sixteen. Seventeen. Twenty. And I got a six, which means, Melodious, this is your scene. Okay, cool. Um, you got a twenty? I got a twenty. Right. Nat. Nat twenty. So that means that this is your scene. Uh, which means we're going to focus on your character. Oh, good. Oh, good. <laughs> um, for what, what's going to happen while on the train. Remember, you can bring in anybody at any time. Okay. Um, if you want them to, to be a part of it. Also, if you guys want to wrest narrative control away from Frank, you, might have um, to. And <laughs> you can spend a manifest to do that. Mm. But the, whenever uh, Frank does that, whenever you guys do that, Frank can take it back from you. Um, because it is his POV scene. Mm -hmm. Make sense? That's fine. Yes. Cool. All right. So, that was not helpful. Real quick. Let's make sure that I did everything all right. Yeah. Uh, the GM can rest narrative control um, away at any time from, from Frank, um, but must relinquish control the scene back to the focus. Only the GM, the GM has the power to end the scene. Okay? So, um, with that, Frank. Tell us where uh, we are we and are what's going on. We are on the train. Um, <laughs> uh, so we just got dropped off um, just in time for the train. And as we enter on, we take our respective seats. The train starts moving. They check our tickets. And we are moving. Well, that was all terribly boring, so I'll see you all when we arrive, yes? Bye. Where are you going? Oh, just to explore. The I train? Want to. Yes, there's plenty of things to do on a train like this. Well, it only goes one way. We've got music to practice. Well, I'll be back for practice. I just need to stretch my legs. All right. Yeah, let them go. That's fine. We can oh. order some cider, and I wanted to look over the, the details again. Um, actually, asking now, do does it say in the contract that it's a, that it's to a Silvani 
two Silvani families? Yes, that it's are... a Silvani. It's okay. a Silvani wedding. So, yeah. Does it also? I mean, this may be a stretch. Uh, did it say in the contract um, if? Did it say anything in the contract that we just signed for this gig that had to do with our relationship with Holland uh, outside of this gig? What or was you... it was the contract that we just signed just saying we will go to the place and play the gig and come back? Yes. That's okay. all it said. That's all it said. Okay. Nothing about the future. Just about this gig. This gig. Cool. All right. Um. Yeah. Em- Emily suggests they uh, order a pitcher of cider and then. Uh, figure out the playlist for both the ceremony and the reception so that yeah we can strategically play the songs we don't know while everyone's a little bit drunk or a lot drunk and then you know whenever uh whenever Silvani get uh get drunk during the wedding process uh Pete when do Silvani get drunk during the wedding process almost immediately okay well then I, I guess it's we don't have to worry actually. too much cool. Alexis since you rested um narrative control you can give up a manifest I will give up a manifest because I got bossy. <laughs> <laughs> she got bossy. She got bossy. So that's that's what happens. That is exactly what happens. And we all begin to like work on the music, as as she was saying. Mm-hmm. And the camera switches to Melodius as he heads out. What are you doing, Melodius? Um. Well, I need to stretch. So the first thing I do is, as I'm heading out, I make sure to grab some black sheet music mm-hmm. um, from my own personal bag, which. Is there such a thing as a magical lock? Yes, there. Cool. He relocks the bag because he, that's where his life's work. Okay. Uh, I'm going to. I'm going to take a narrative control, <laughs> and I'm going to say that Kem watches you do this, uh, or at least he's going to try to see if he can see you do this. Recall it's an internal one d twenty eight nine ten, and I don't know if that's enough. I think that's a fail. That's a fail. Oh, okay. I Uh, like to think that um, what Melodius does when he casts this is mm -hmm. he'll take some of the sand from his um, from one of the flasks on his side, Mm -hmm. and he'll melt it to make um, a like uh, frosted glass dome Mm -hmm. over his hands, so he casts the lock spell, so no one can see it. Okay. So I'm gonna say that uh, Kem tries to see what you're doing. But doesn't. But he sees that you that you lock. But he knows. He knows that you lock it all the time, mm-hmm. constantly. Okay, I feel like so this is a daily thing. So there's this moment where the camera is on Cam, like looking over sheet music, talking to Emily about it, mm-hmm. and then he like looks over as you do, it, and you both like meet eyes. I would smile and lock it, <laughs> and he goes back to to talking to Emily. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Take some sheet music with me and walk to the next car. Um, I would like to... So, what kind of train is this? What this? Train? Ooh. This is a double train. Um, meaning there are two engines in the front, okay. and the cars that are pulled are double wide. Uh, so the so the, the cars are big and wide on okay. them. Um, and it takes up two tracks. Wow. Yes. Can this be called... Uh, wait, what's it? What's the name of like the flat fish that goes along the bottom of lakes and is very wide? Oh, um, like a halibut? A sturgeon? No. It's a halibut. Isn't I know what it? you're talking about. The flat one, right? The flat fish. Oh, man, I can't remember. Can Can this train line be called the red flat fish? The red flat fish. Yeah, uh, it's the red flat fish line. Yeah. So you guys are riding the red flat fish line, 
Um, and so as you head out in, into the hallway, uh, you see that there is um, a row of cabins of like open, like glass on both sides. Mm-hmm. You can watch people on the inside inside of it. They're cheaper seats. Okay. Um, Where are the cheapest seats? That'll be or the, the back cargo of, area. That's the back of the train. Cool. I go all the way to the back of the train. All right. So the camera follows follows Melodius as he heads towards the back of the train. Um, and we follow him, like passing porters and people, like a lady, like oh my, as you like move by, as you head back until you come to a door um, that is you know, uh, personnel only. Awesome. Um, is there a window on the door? Yes, there's a window on the door. Cool. Can I look through the window and see if there's anyone back there? Roll me an internal. Natural twenty. Okay, yeah, that's a critical this success. This is a really good that time. time. <laughs> that's a critical success. So with a critical success, uh, you get to narrate what you see. Okay, can I add something that I really want in here then? Sure, so, that's, it's a critical um, success. This is a, like, everyone's luggage and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. is in this car. Um, and I notice movement behind a couple boxes. Um, that doesn't look like a worker or anyone trying to look at it. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking stowaway, something like that. Cool. Perfect. Um, but I don't see any workers or any trained personnel. Cool. So yes, you look through and you see a like coated, high-collared, cap-on figure um, sitting in the back and then like looking back and forth and then heading back to the luggage. Excellent. I will... I'll watch until he looks like he's hidden and then I want to walk in. Okay. Um, you sit there and you watch and you roll the natural 20 on that so you see exactly where this small figure, it's maybe about five feet tall, um, heads and seems to hunker down in a corner. And we, the camera turns onto Melodius's face through the glass, and we see him smile, that toothy smile, um, <laughs> as he reaches for the door, and I need you to roll me an environmental. Okay. That's mm-hmm. the best. Uh, 14. 14 to 14. Um, that's a success. So you reach out, and you touch uh, touch the, uh, the handle, and where you expect it to be locked, and the door opens slightly. And we switch back over <laughs> to the room. So we're sitting in the room. Anybody want to describe it? Um, did you establish like what class we're riding in on this train? Uh, we are riding in economy. So, it, so there's other people in the car with no, us? No, there's enough of us that we are taking up the entire car. Also, okay. all of our like, most of our like personal items are in here. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was one point where... Uh, where people were trying to like someone was going to come in and Kev's like oh get out get out right now get out <laughs> is it like an overnight train or is it just it's a two it's a day and a half trip okay. so we're going to spend all night on this train we're going to spend all the next day on the train and then sometime tomorrow night if not the morning early early that morning we're going to get into um. into Evergreen Creek so there's there's five of us in the band. There are more than five seats, um, and the seats like they're it's a it's a comfortable thick fabric, like not particularly comfortable uh, like to the touch, but you know it's sturdy fabric. Mm-hmm. It's red as are the curtains, 
and the seat backs, you can pull them down, and there are like thin little cot mattress things that can sort of fold out. Ravani is stretched out across two of them. <laughs> Taking up two. Like, two of the six beds in this room. Well, there's, like, room for someone to sit with me if they want to, but it's more just a matter of my back. I'm stretching. I'm stretching my back. Okay, but when we go to sleep, we each get one bed, and Yes, no, I'm just borrowing this one. Okay. So, are you, like... I'm sorry. My brain goes through that she's stretched out in that, like, uh, in a pose. (laughs) No, it's more like, like... Uh, like a, a little kid with a starfish giant pose. bed and she falls back in starfish she's pose starfish, yes. and just like is there but she's got like the music and she's like flipping through the music as she lies on her back across the table. How about you Pete? What's going on with you? Um, I'm, I'm kind of just observing this but I'm, I'm lightly just kind of tapping out rhythms occasionally spinning one of my my hammer drumsticks in my hands and just kind of like something like to a rhythm my own song in my head just trying to figure out the next the next moment cool so in in the room that we are uh, there's she's laid out on like two of those cots um chem is on the floor so if anybody comes in he knows when to come in um the melodious comes back he knows when to come back um and he is looking over sheet music, playing on, on his, his dulcimer strum stick. Um, so there's this light uh, twangy going on as he's going through music and made, making notations mm-hmm. and doing things like that. Well, that's what's going on in here. Emily shows Kim the playlist and points to like a couple, uh, one or two songs and she's like, I think we could put, like, fit an instrumental like to improvise into one or one or two of these. Do, do you want one of those? He sandals? picks it up and looks at it and goes, this is Varney's Sonata in C. You want to you change Varney's Sonata in C? Well, I just want to make a little space in the middle to see if we want to maybe like... You want to change Varney's Sonata in C. It's a thousand years old. And next year it'll be a thousand and one and it will still have room in that middle and bit right there. And it was right perfect there. when he wrote it. And it's perfect now. No, nothing's perfect. This is please. Uh, this is happening. Okay. All right. So this is a conflict. I this think is a conflict. this is a conflict. Um, this is a conflict where. Um, okay. So I think this is a interpersonal conflict. All right. Uh, this is a social conflict between the two of us. Yes. Uh, do you agree? I agree. Okay. So we're going to agree that this is a social conflict. We're going to let me let me get to the conflict mechanics real quick. <laughs> I'm I'm noting. So would would scenic roles play any part in this, or is this purely for the the conflict? Purely for conflict at this okay. point. Um. So it's a social, which means it interpersonal. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm bad at interpersonal, so <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not a whiz at it. So we'll see what happens. So I also have a here. Here, have this set of cards. Defense, Fame, Taunt, and Disengage. Okay, so prep your D20. D20 prepped. Okay, so the say, state what your goal is for this. Um, my goal is to convince Kem to, in at least one or two songs, basically make like an instrumental part in the middle where, uh, where Emily uh, can 
basically play the music, but then like put in improvised like ragtime and jazz style riffs. Okay. Um, Kem's goal is to convince you of the perfection of this piece <laughs> and that it needs no change. And if we're going to change, it needs no change. There we go. So, first things first. Choose an action, a conflict action. And once you've chosen an action, roll a d20. Okay. What number did you get? I got a three. A three. I got a six. Okay. Um, so what that means, uh, show me what you, your card. Okay. Offense, offense. Which means that between the two of us, we, we, uh, let's see here. I just need to make this real quick. It is a tie for that first one. You rolled a six, you said? Yep. All right. You got a disadvantage with distinction. So you get to choose two of the following. Um, and you also, let's see here, Kim and Emily both take wounds. Okay, cool. So you get to choose two of the following. You, cho- you get to choose yeah. two on your disadvantage with distinction, and I can choose one for my disadvantage with the cost. Okay. So okay? My, and I see here my choices are out of disadvantage with distinction is to take an additional wound. 16 to 20 does not count next turn. Does that mean I have to roll again or I just automatically they just They just fail. Okay. Uh, third option, lose a d20 next roll. This reduces you to 0 d20, you only choose an action. Or you must choose either taunt or feign next time. Remind me what feign means again? Feign. Feign means that um, if you win a feign, you secure, secure an automatic advantage with distinction for yourself. So, like, in a combat, like, if it was combat, you would, like, look like you're going to the right, but you actually get them on the left. Okay, like a feint. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Feint oh, I see. It's, yeah. I, I gotcha. Okay. That... Gotcha. Okay. Um, in that case, I will choose take an additional wound, and I will also choose... You must choose either taunt or feint next turn. Okay. So those happen next turn. Okay. So choose... Choose the next one. So, so the, this for this one, the rules don't apply. It's for the one after. Yeah. So we choose that, and that applies to our next roll, our next. Yeah. Not our this next one, round. This not one. this round. It's preparing for the next. One. Gotcha. Okay. I'm gonna choose that. Okay. Cool. It's, yeah. So I think what this moment was uh, was Emily. Uh, Emily had said nothing's perfect, uh, and uh, unless like Kem jumps in, she will uh, she will then continue for that offense that we just rolled out. Um, to say, you you always think this old stuff is just so perfect the way it is, and yeah, you could freeze something in amber, but that doesn't mean that new stuff isn't good. I didn't say new, nothing new was good. I'm saying that this is perfect. Why change perfection? Okay. Um, next round, roll your d20. Cool. Yeah. What is your card? Offense, I took disengage, which means you win that one. He tries to get out of it. So you can, you win. Um, I don't take a wound. So you take an additional wound, you said? Uh, yes. And, and you you must choose a taunt or a fame. For next turn, yeah. For this turn. For the one that we just did. I thought you said that this one... So... This is the second. 
This is the second turn. So, like, we rolled that first turn. Okay. What I was asking was, because um, we, we did the first one, and I and I picked an offense, and you picked an offense, so mm -hmm. it was a tie. And then you said you must choose either Taunt or Fane next turn. I, I asked, did you mean next turn as in the one after the second one? Oh, I, I'm terribly sorry. Or... I meant the one that we were just about to do. Okay. Um, in that case, should we redo this second roll since I didn't follow the rules for it? Because I thought the rules would apply to the third turn and not the second. Yes, let's redo okay. that one. I'm going to keep the same one. Okay, reroll. Ten. Ten, cool. Uh, what was the card? Taunt. Taunt. I use disengage. You win, still. Okay. So... Alright, so you did you also take an additional wound? Um, yes. Okay, so you take two wounds that time, and I take no wounds. Does that put me at three or two? Put you at three. Okay. Okay. And the... The taunt I give, um, since you just said there's no point in changing something perfect, um, if you, are you going to see, are you really going to see thing, things in terms of perfection when so many people out there will see you as imperfect? Whatever, it's fine. Let's do whatever we need to do. And he tries to disengage himself from from the conflict, um, but we have to do it one more time. So choose your last one. Does that? follow the, the rules that... So you rolled a 10, correct? Yes. You, so you get to choose one of these for our last round. Okay, so it, it, it doesn't it doesn't have to be a taunt or a feign still? Or no, no, okay. no, no, no. We did that with round okay. two. So in round one, we gain things for round two. In round two, we gain things for yeah. round three. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, pick and then roll again? Pick and then roll again. Two. Cool. Uh, what did you choose oh. from... Offense again. I chose offense as well. I'm saying, what did you choose with that 10? With the dis disadvantage with the cost, oh, what did you choose? Oh, really. uh, Disadvantage with the cost. I'd actually like to pick you must use offensive next turn, but you gain approval from someone you admire. Ooh, interesting. So who mm. did you gain the approval from um, someone you admire? Cam? Okay. No, I like that. Oh, I like yeah. that. Twist. Okay, so we both used off offensive. So this is how this ends up. In the end, uh, the two of us, we go, uh, go, whatever, it's fine. And you turn around and jump back in and continue to argue with yeah. Kem. And Kem gets to, to the point where he turns around and goes, fine. And he goes into this long, drawn-out understanding of this Sonata in C. And he talks about the perfection of it and he's like writing out notes and showing you the, per the perfect harmony and how this is the perfect harmony. You know, it shows up for the next 400 years because it's so perfect. Back and forth and back and forth. And so at the end, what do you say? And you breaking it down like that? Is that the way everyone breaks it down? Or is it just your way of doing it? Your new way? <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, closes his book and goes, Oh look, the cider's here. <laughs> Excellent. So you have three wounds. Yes. And Ow. Oh, look, tear. Conflicts are serious. And they're serious. They're yeah. serious, serious things. You walk away always with wounds from it. Um, um, so these are social wounds? These are social... So social wounds are like social scrapes. They're mm -hmm. not full-on, like... You won't die. Okay. You're not going to die socially. You haven't broken the social... Con like, none of yeah. us look at you... But you, you tried. You tried to 
figure out something with it. Yeah, it's like having I, an argument. Yeah, like I do, I do think that took a lot out of me just because he did spend like a good five minutes kind of yelling in my face too to explain his point. And she ends up like, at, she she like drinks the cider but then sort of gets pro progressively more uh, somber. And eventually she's like, excuse me, I'll be back. And she leaves yeah. and like goes two cars down and cries Well, because we, we were all in the room too. Yeah, we yeah. just all heard that. Everyone was watching. And as she leaves, uh, Ken looks over and goes, what? Stop there. Um, let's jump back to, to Maloney. This guy. Cool. Yeah, you know, so as I enter into the car, I would like to melt the lock closed. Cool. Um, I want you to roll me an environmental. Uh, uh, you're also using magic. And I'm going to say this is a... This is a... This is an easy magical... Uh, average. It's an average magical okay. effect. It costs you four mana points to do. Okay. I got a 15. Cool. 15. 15 is a success. So you succeed in melting this lock. And this lock is now unopenable from the other side and this side, too. Cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about practice? Oh, we'll get the practice. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm doing my own kind of practice. Um... My next question is, how do silent spells work and who can cast them? So silent spells, silent spells are a manifestation of, I believe, it's a, it's a sound spell. Okay. Um, universal, which so, means anybody can do it. It's 3D or you yeah. have to do it for half, right? You do it for half. So this, um, how powerful of a... Basically, I want... I want to cast a spell that's like a sound reflection spell, because I'm assuming I'm in the back car, mm -hmm. this is where all the luggage is. Mm -hmm. um, so the only place I don't want sound to go is behind me. So I want to make like a, like a reflective wall of sound. Cool. So, so this it like one, what, catches it and sends it back. Um, I'm going to say that that is another, I'm going to say that's hard. Okay. So there, that's a three manifest for you. Okay. Fifteen again. Fifteen. So. What this looks like from the outside is a, it's a completely silent scene as Melody steps in, grabs the handle, burns it, and we hear we can hear the like the metal begin to, to warp and sizzle. And then um, as that happens, you see you see this this face look over at you. Um, it's a it's a human, um, maybe sixteen. But... Um, a okay. sixteen-year-old, a six-year-old human boy, um, who looks up and sees you. I sigh because I really wanted it to be a fairy. Um. <laughs> Look. Okay. Oh, all right then. Cool. And uh, your hand goes up and does the sacred geometry, and you we see the boy go, but and then it's just silent. And we pan out through the door um, <laughs> as there's like flashes of fire that begin. Um, let and we're gonna jump yeah. back to. Is that, is that what you do? What? what do you do? What do you? Do? Uh, actually, he doesn't use. Well, he uses fire, but he melts glass and does tiny cuts at first and writes down and tries to like match the sound that the person makes. With so that's the fire glass. we see. So it's literally like the fire you see is him melting glass create a sound from the person and then trying to recreate it himself um and then he writes it down with like a copperish ink on his paper so it's like a full it's a form of fire pause a noise of pain 
and then like a mimic a secondary noise of pain. mimic noise of pain and then a pause interesting since we're almost out of time let's jump back to uh between you two um after a while kem go stands up and goes i'm gonna go find her all right so yans out what's going on in here with you guys i mean i think ravani is her brain is in the music like she's sort of tuned everything else out at this point and she's running through things and cool i want you to roll me an, an internal one Okay. Um, is it internal? Mm-hmm. Hmm. The seven. So with a seven, uh, you're not, you're not getting it. Uh, the music is, it's old music. There's stuff I haven't heard it's of. It's stuffy, old, classical music. Um, and it's hard to really wrap your brain completely around it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kim, uh, not Kim, uh, Pete, you look over and you see her struggling. Anything you can't handle? I just think, I wish we had more time because I feel like this is really not what we used to. Well, no, but these are the classics. You should have them in your rep, or at least have done them before. I mean, if I was going to be an opera singer, maybe, or like, I don't know. I don't know, I just thought that um, maybe we could uh, change it up a little bit or play with the tempo or, or something because it's just really, it's not intuitive, do you know what I mean? It's intuitive, you just have to understand it a little bit more. Let, let me show you. It's very close. Um, as he begins to like show you the music and you guys get very, very close and there's that moment where, uh, actually I want you to roll me an interpersonal. Pete. Yes. Oh dear. Oh, we'll see what happens. Oh dear. Four. Four. So what happens is, is, uh, tell me how, tell me how this messes up. This goes not so wrong, but uncomfortable. But it is uncomfortable. uncomfortable. I uh, so we're going over the music. It's it's very intimate. I'm 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 starting to lean into her, um, and she doesn't quite notice right away. Um, and it and it and I'm taking that as a sign. To, oh, okay. This will will okay. Good sign. Good sign. Um, and I kind of lean closer and I turn my head. Um, and she finally catches my eye and just repulses and goes. Well, I mean, I think I get what you're saying, but it's not just gonna happen overnight, is what I'm saying. And the two of you look at each other as the door opens and Ken walks in and looks at you two and goes, can't find her. Um, you can't find her? No. She's she can't gone down this train. I know she's, she's train. on the train, all right, but let's, she'll come back when she's ready. I'm tired. Let's go. What happened to Mel? No one's seen him in ages. Wait, wait, here. Manifest, I want to rest control. Um, she actually stepped into like a really, really small engineering closet, like, because someone had interrupted her in the hallway and they like made a face, like, oh my god, there's this red, splotchy faced human crying in the hallway. And so she like fled into oh. this tiny little room, um, which is actually like half a car down from where you are. Oh, good. And so, of course. And of course, as you and you, you break the the door to get out again and, and you leave. Yeah, or, I um I would incinerate. Oh, yeah, you you do that and then you break the door to leave again. 
um, and just as you have shut the door and are starting to walk down the hallway, Emily comes out rubbing her eyes. Cool. Oh, Emily. Uh, hey, Mel. What's... Do you have any blood on your clothes? No, oh, no. It was all... I would have burned Why? it all off. So um, you just have... You have holes in your clothes. No. Um, I would have, like... I'm very careful. Um, Jeez. Okay. I'm very careful. I'm sliding on a pair of gloves that he always gotcha. wears. Um... And kind of, like, putting the paper... Oh. There's this awkward moment between the two of you as you see each other. Um, but no words are spoken. And, Melodious, you head back to the car. Um, and you're, you leave Emily in this moment where she's not entirely sure what's going on. And that's where we'll end yeah. this game. <laughs> yeah, she, she turns to the door and looks and sees that the there's something wrong with the handle. And there's, like, just a little bit of smoke in the air in the room beyond. Like, the camera lingers, and then it tilts back to Emily's face, and it kind of zooms in a little bit, and then it goes black in the credits roll. (laughs) (laughs) End of episode. The Ballad of the Open Pages was recorded at Gen Con 2018 and features Alexis Cohen-Penna as Emily Smith, J.R. Rubin as Petrofeard Wood, Frank Gasparro as Meliodius Lamar, Allie Grauer as Ravani, and Drew Merzieski as Kem Briskel and narrator. The theme for Warder was written by Arnie Parrott. He can be found at atptunes.com. Additional music was written by Kevin McLeod and can be found at incompetech.com. Sounds were provided by freesound.org. Warda is a part of the One Shot Podcast Network. If you're looking for something new to listen to, try Asians Represent. Asians Represent celebrates Asian creators and diversity in the gaming community. Join the hosts, Agatha Cheng and Daniel Kwan, as they discuss gaming, genre, and representation with their guests, and occasionally argue with each other to the sound of Agatha's beloved Airhorn app. Remember, you can follow us on Twitter at Welcome to Warda and support what we do at patreon.com slash whimsyartifice. Without you, none of this world would be possible. That's all for now. Thank you for listening.